We're going to talk about keeping our eyes on him. We mentioned a little bit about during the offering, during the, during the beginning of service, about where our eyes ought to be attended to. Yes. Amen. Right? Yes. And your eyes ought to be attending on the right things. Amen. If your eyes are on the wrong things, you'll, you'll never get to the place that you want to be. And how many of you know, God desires for you to get to a place. He does. He desires you to get to a place. He desires his best for your life. And uh, before we step in the word, we're going to pray over it. We're going to pray over this message. We're going to believe God for utterances. We're going to believe God's going to touch many of those who are listening. Maybe they're listening by way of, of a podcast. Maybe they're listening by way of just maybe they're just driving along and they're just wondering if God is there for you. I'm here to tell you tonight that God is for you. That's right. And Father, we just lift up those who are listening right now. We lift up the voice. We lift up the message. We lift up the man who, who, who created the plan for us, Father. That is your son, Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father, that through your precious spirit that we're able to accomplish yeah. that which you have assigned for us to accomplish and to do and to walk out. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, that we set our trust and our affection on you. In Jesus' precious name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, I'm sensing the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. John chapter 5, John chapter 6. You know, you don't ever want to start a service without the Holy Ghost. Boy, I tell you, you start the service without the Holy Ghost, you start down the street without the Holy Ghost, you, you just start anything without the Holy Ghost, I tell you, you just, you sense it, you feel it. <clears throat> you hear what I said? You sense it, you feel it. And I, I want you to know that the more you keep your eye on the Lord, the better things are going to get. That's right. I'm telling you, it only gets better when you keep your eyes on the Lord. That's right, amen. <laughs> Have you got your Bible turned to John chapter 6 yet? Yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, and, and when you get in the words, there's something that, that's so delightful about getting in the word. It's delightful because you get your answers, you get your truths, you get what you need. You know, we've had people walking in lately, two kids got born again in the children's church. People getting born again, people coming in off the street, just walking in, didn't know what's going on and felt the tugging of the spirit of the Lord. And, you know, I believe the Lord is going to keep doing that more and more. <clears throat> Lord, show me he's going to keep doing it more and more because why? Because the church is going to start getting brighter. That's right. The church is going to get brighter. and brighter. Why? Because the world's going to get darker. It's just, 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 let's just say it's a done deal. It doesn't matter. The world's going to see things. They're going to experience things. But you and I are going to, we are going to be a light That's in a right. dark world. Right. When they don't know what's going on, That's when they're right. bumping around, groveling, you know, just not knowing where life is going, you and I, we're going to be the light. That's right. And we're just, blessed. God, just say, thank you, Father, I'm the light. Yes, I'm that people, when people see me, they know that there's something different about me. You know, back when they, when I got first born again, people saw me for the first time getting born again. People wanted to get saved because they remembered what I was like before I was saved. They remember the, the, the Marcus that used to be the old Marcus. They remember the dead man. <clears throat> Pastor, you said Marcus, the dead man. Yeah, that old man is dead and gone away. Yeah, Tell you what, there's a difference between you and the, the, the new you once you get born again. That's right. You're no longer, you're no longer, you're, you're, de you're a dead man walking. Because there's a greater one on the inside of you that's alive. That's right. And because there's a greater one on the inside of you that's alive, there's life, there's healing, there's, a, there's that regenerative power that raised Jesus from the dead that now lives and abides on you. It's on, right. it's on the inside of you. Yes, amen. 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 And over here in John chapter 6, I felt it kind of important to kind of go here tonight because, you know, how do you know that we're looking to God to put some super on our natural? Amen. 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 And over here in John chapter 6, I said verse 5, but let's start here in verse 1. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed 
to the far shore of the seas of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs that he performed by, he, by healing the sick. See, notice that Jesus has already got a, he, uh, he's got a following. Why? why? Why are people following? Because they see what he's done. He healed the sick. See, when you're around Jesus, people get healed. When you're around Jesus, when see people see Jesus on you, they'll start following you, not because what you say, but by the miracles that start to happen around your life. Yes. See, you're the greatest living testimony that's ever going to walk in your section of the planet. Sometimes people just need to hear your victory. They just need to see right. what God's doing. Yes. You just can't afford to be shy. You can't, if you, if you're, you grow shy on what God's doing, those miracles will slow down and before you know it, they'll stop. Some people say, well, we remember we used to have miracles. Well, they, they stopped because people stopped talking about what God is doing. You got to keep it in your mouth. Yeah. Keep declaring that God is a healing God. He's a delivering God. He's a prospering God yeah. that he leads me in the way that I should go. Come on. He's a leading God. Amen. And here we see a leading Jesus. Amen. Amen. And here he is, the people are falling because they saw and he had performed many healings, right? Mm -hmm. Then Jesus went on a mountain and sat. The Bible said when he sat, that word sat means the same as reclined. In other words, Jesus is just, he's tired. He's been, he's been on a long road journey. He's had some credible meetings. Now he's, he's going up to a high place just to rest and relax. That's why I like going to the mountains because that's where Jesus hangs out when he's time to rest. He says, I'm going to go to the high places and just rest. Amen. Amen. So he's, he sat there and he reclined down with his disciples during the Passover, during the festival was near. And in verse 5, he says, when Jesus looked and saw, now the Bible says Jesus saw the word, the word saw that was made. That, 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 in other words, that word saw means that word is the same word as watching a theater. Jesus is watching like he's someone who's sitting in the theater. There's a, there's a Greek word and uh, it's, it's called theomaya. It's a, it's a, it's a Greek word. And Jesus is not only, not only they're watching, but he's, he's watching as someone who's watching everything unfold. Right? <clears throat> he's watching it. And Jesus is not only watching, but he wants to know how we'll respond. And the Bible says a great crowd was coming towards him. And he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And he asked this only to test him, for he had already had in mind what he was going to do. See, sometimes we walk in life and there's no supply. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no supply. It doesn't even appear that, that, that there's an inadequate way to get something to you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying this now because there's many people right now that are going to be challenged in the area of the, sometimes they're challenging the area of their finances. Maybe they're challenging the area of their healing. Maybe they're challenging the area of relationships. And it looks like nothing's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's moving. Uh -huh. And the test is, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? Are you going to yoke up with unequally yoked? Are you with the, with the employer that, that, that are you going to believe with a, with an unbelieving person? Are you going to, are you going to, are you going to join up with a, a company that robs and steals and doesn't tell the truth? Are you, are you going to hook up with believers who don't believe? I mean, we've got to be very honest with ourselves. Not everybody believes that says they believe. Right. So it's important that when you connect spiritually with somebody, even like I remember some, I think remember whatever. Our spiritual mom and even and, uh, Dad Hagen used to say, it matters who you believe with. Yeah. 
it matters who you, you hook up your faith with. Yeah. Yeah, that's because right. not everybody believes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and here we see in the scriptures that, that, that the, the, the Philip, on the other hand, you know, he's looking at the naturals. He said, hey, there's no nearby markets. There's no delis on the corner. There's only mountains. Yeah. With every question, there is a test to what will come out of their heart. Yeah. Can God take what little you do have and make it great? Or are we looking to our natural ability and what we can do? Are we looking to what we can do? Or but are we looking to what he can do? Yeah, are we willing to let him put his natural, put his, with our, take, willing to, for him to take our natural and put his super on it? Yeah. Are we allowing him the opportunity to do those things? Right. And every day, you're not going to be challenged with that. Yeah. Every day. Am I going to respond in a way that's negative? Am I going to respond out of a way that's full of anger? Am I, am I going to resent, uh, am I going to respond out of a way from years of hurt? Or am I going to let God be the answer that fills my mouth, that's just going to be seasoned with grace, that's going to bring love and healing to a situation? Every day there's an opportunity. Yeah. You can go to the left or the right. You can go up or down. Or you could tear someone up or you could tear someone down. Mm-hmm. You can build them up or throw them out. Every day there's decisions that are coming out of you. Yeah. Will I do the word? Will I speak what God has spoken? Will I declare that his word is working inside of me? Will I speak the truth in love? Yeah. Will, will I see myself as the head and not the tail? Will I, will I be above and not beneath the problems of life? On, That's the question you should ask yourself. Yeah. That's the question that every believer faces every day when he gets up and out of bed and goes yeah. to work. Yeah. That's, the, that's the question that every believer faces when he decides that he's going to go out there and become a, a businessman that wants to call and tell people about his product. Is he going to lie or is he going to tell the truth? Yeah. Is he going to exaggerate or just tell them like it is? Yeah. Right. Every day. Yeah. There's, there's, God wants to put his super on your natural. But if you're willing to cut corners, God cannot touch that. Wow. Wow. And Philip answered, and Philip, on the other hand, answered him, said, it, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each to have a bite. In other words, we don't have enough money and even if, even if we just had barely had enough money, yeah. everybody would get one bite. Mm. No, notice, the answer was out of a natural man. Mm-hmm. Not even a meal, but a bite. Sometimes our situations look like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, don't, it don't look, it, 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 you're, you're going on, I remember there was years ago, Pastor Melina, we went to the Believers Convention and you know, we're believing for food. Yeah. We're believing for money. We're, we're, we're just believing and trusting God that he's, I, I mean, we, we got a room. We had enough money in the room. And someone asked us, hey, one want to eat? We're like, uh, well, we, we'd like to, but, uh, and you know, you know how it is. You're just like, you're just believing God. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, if I go, boy, I'm really going to be believing God because I really don't got no money. Yeah. Lord, either you're going to pay for this or it's going to be a, uh, a dine and dash. No, you don't, <laughs> you don't do that. And so, you know, here we are. I mean, plenty of times just under the pressure. And, you know, when you're under, when you're under financial pressure, you know that there's a, there is, if you're not careful, 
I'm going to say this. If you're not careful, you will bite and consume one another as a couple. You will argue, you will fight, you'll just, because the pressure, just the the natural pressure of the thing will will talk and, and you know, you're, you, what do you mean you spend an extra, what do you mean you spent 50 cents on a, on a piece of candy? We we have food, I'm hungry too, you know, you're, you're splitting chocolates, I mean, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're splitting the, the only reason why you buy a Kit Kat, because you can break it equally, you know, (laughs) ain't no cheating with the Kit Kat bar. So, you, you know, we have to consider these things, right? Yeah. And number and verse 8 says, Another of his disciples, Andrew, uh, Simon Peter, a brother, spoke up, says, Here's a boy with some small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Again, more naturally answered. Yeah. The, the deep question that I ever wondered was, where did that boy come from? I'm, I don't know where he did. <laughs> I don't know where you see a boy, but here's a boy with some food. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when, you, when, you, when there's lack... When you don't, you don't have nothing, you notice when somebody has something. It don't matter if it's That's a kid. True. That's true. You'll, you'll know someone's got food. That looks like a bag of food. I'm hungry. Yeah. When, you, when you don't have stuff, you notice things even right. more. Right, right. When you're in lack, you notice things even more. Yeah. You feel the pressures of life even more. Yeah. And so there is, there is a tendency if your mind and your... I love what Paul said this because, you know, years, maybe about five or six years ago, me and Pastor Molina were under some pressure. Talk about pressure, man. Things attacked the ministry, things that attacked us personally. It just seemed like everything happened at once. You almost felt like uh, Job. You know, you lose this, you lost that. And just seemed like everything. It was just like a constant attack after attack after attack. But one thing we made sure is we kept our confession. Oh, but you know what I can say is we made it out of that. And God has brought us to a better place. You know, God wants to bring me and Pastor Melina into a better place than where we're at already. You know, God wants to bring you to a better place than where you're at already. A land full of of abundance, but he's not going to give you something he does not trust you with. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, that is more truer today than ever. Because some people, you give them a little bit of money, it goes goes the wrong way and a long way down a wide path Mm -hmm. that leads to destruction. And I ain't going to be saying else, what else, that, 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 that it leads to hell. Now just let's make it plain. It leads to hell because, you know, you think you got all your money, think you got all your things, and you're just living the way you want to live, doing what you want to do, and all it is is just a wide road leading to hell. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, one thing, I remember one thing Lester Summerall said. He had a vision of hell, and he remembered there was Christians on a road, and they all thought they were going to heaven. But it was a wide road. They all thought they were going to heaven because they died and they were Christians. He goes, but they were going to hell. I don't bite you all, but I, I want a narrower road. I don't want no wide road. Well, you know, we've got radical grace. I would just read something, God's uh, scandalous grace. There ain't nothing scandalous about grace. Uh-uh, that means, it's, that means you're, calling, you're, you're saying something's loose living and you're calling it God's forbidding grace. There's nothing forbidden about grace. Grace is God's empowering you to live a godly life, not to just go out and live however you want to live and call it the grace of God. That's not grace. Amen? So I, I, I like to mention that just because we're in for holy living, man. We're holding to living a godly life. I, I'm, I'm going in, in all the way. You know, I'm serving God all the way. I'm living all out. Come on, my eyes are on Jesus. He's my supply, even when there's nothing there. Even when there looks like there's no supply, he's there. He's taking care of me. He's taking care of you. Hasn't he always come through? 
for you. And he'll do it again. Come on. He's going to do it again for you and me. He's always done it for you. He's always taking care of you. Quit acting like you ain't got nothing. You ever notice that little kids act like you've never done for something for them? It's a child. That's the way a child is. You know, you buy them new clothes. You, you buy them good food. How can we never go anywhere fun? I mean, they just, they just act like they've never eaten. You ever see little kids eat like they've never eaten anything? You ever feed a puppy who acts like he's never eaten anything? You fed him an hour ago and he's still hungry. How many of you have a dog? They, what happens? They're just hungry. They'll, they'll, eat, they'll eat till they get themselves sick. But as a believer... You ought not to live like someone who, who's ungrateful and who forgets that all that God has done. That's right. You're That's grateful. Right. You said, Father, you yes. feel, you've taken care of me. You're yes. going to do it again. Yes. And I'm not going to be ungrateful. No, 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 no. Amen. And notice here in verse 10, Jesus said, Jesus had the people sit down. Mm-hmm. Notice that Jesus, before Jesus did his, one of his first and greatest miracles, he said, everybody sit down. Yeah. Come on. Everybody sit on the grass. Yeah. Everybody sit down in different groups. And then the Bible says there was about 5,000 men who were there. Say 5,000 men. 5, men. You know, that's a lot of men mm-hmm. with five barley loaves and a few fishes. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your God ain't cheap. That's right. Your God's a super abundant God. Come on. He'll always take care of you. Yeah. He'll, always go the, he'll always go the extra mile. Come on. This, I'm going to read something, but it's just blessed my heart so much. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and he distributed those who were seated as much as they wanted. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Is that what the Bible said? He distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted? Jesus didn't say, hey, you, you've had too much food. He didn't say, yeah, well, look, you're here on your third plate. Yeah. Hey, you, you're on your fourth plate. I know you don't need to eat that much. Where's that food all going to? Come on, that's good. I don't know if you many of you, but my, my mother-in-law, boy, that woman can eat. She's tiny little thing. I don't know where she's. T- I used to joke that woman must have a hollow leg. She could eat, eat like three or four plates. I'm like, where is it all going to? And she's just a skinny, just tiny little thing. And you know, and here, here's Jesus. He's feeding men, five thousand. And you know, they're 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 they've been walking. <laughs> they have followed Jesus a long distance. Uh-huh. So you know, then them tum- those those stomachs are empty. And whatever they're going to eat, they're just going to eat and eat and eat because there is a need. There is, there is a feeling that needs to be filled, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm giving you this vision, visual because it's so important that you realize the miracle that Jesus performed. Come on. Come on. Right? And when they had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of bar, five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Left by those who were 12, 12 baskets. And some traditions say that those baskets were not small. Remember the basket that, you, that, that Paul was led over, over the wall? Big enough to carry a man and let a man down? They say that those, how big, that's how big those baskets were. They were big enough to carry, big enough for a man to carry, put down on a side of a side of a castle. They were that big. They weren't small. In other words, your heavenly father, your Jesus is able to make an abundance, a made adequate to you, not only to take care of the very need, the very physical nature of you, but to leave you left over with an abundance. Oh, your God is so good. I tell you, some people don't like scriptures like this. 
Well, well you're just twisting. No, we're not twisting scripture. We're talking about what Jesus does when you keep your eye on him. And that he tests people to make sure that their hearts are wholeheartedly with the plan, that they're not going to deviate with their words. Yeah, come on. Don't deviate with your words. Yeah, Pastor, you know, we're going to, you know, I believe, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm convinced that someone's going to give me a million dollar check. I am. Oh, before we went to uh, Virginia, I told Pastor Melina, I go, I, I don't know, I just sense God's going to give us a million dollar check. I just told her, I'm just convinced. I just, I believe God's going to give us a million dollar check. <coughs> I don't know why I've been thinking. I don't know why it had been on my heart. And then uh, I, I, I got done talking to Pastor Rogers. And one day he goes, you know, he said, Somebody, one day someone gave me a million dollar check. And I'm like, I didn't ask him for that testimony. But I believe it was inspired by God. Yeah. Because I believe God was trying to get something over to me so that he could get something through me yeah. because there is, there is a need for what we have in our community. That's right. Amen. This church needs a church building. This That's church right. needs, needs a supply to do its That's assignment. Right. Right. And I believe that God is not just going to, you know, I believe we've been faithful with our money. We, yeah. give, we don't just tithe, but we give above and beyond our tithe. That's right. Regularly give above and beyond. So I know God's going to bring it. That's right. I'm not looking to the people in the church. I'm not. I, right. I just know that it may, be, it may be somebody in the church, but I believe if someone can just walk in up off the street and sense the presence and the power of God, or someone can just give me a call or whatever or whatnot and say, hey, I just believe God is touching me to touch to help this church and do its assignment. Yeah. So, you know, I believe that God is doing something. That's right. You've got to believe that God is doing something in your home. That's right. If you want God's best, you've got to believe, put it in your mouth, yeah. and decree a thing. Right. Come on. Come on. That's right. Don't <laughs> cast your bread upon the waters, yeah. and it'll come back to you. Back to you. It'll come back to you. Come on. So what do I do when the pressure looks difficult? Keep my eye and our hearts on him. Amen. On. Let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter 14. Mm, she come on, my mom. Say, I'm living, I'm living in, the in the overflow. Now, I don't know how far we're going to get into my notes, but I'm, I'm on page two. Just starting page two. Romans chapter 14. Are you there yet? Yes, Romans 14 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hmm. Don't worry about your food. It's not about eating and drinking, yeah. but it's about your right living. It's about you being at peace and at joy. See, you can't have peace and joy without righteousness. Yeah. You hear what I said? Yeah. You can't have joy without righteousness and peace. Come on, you got you to live right. And then you can start rejoicing. You ought to be rejoicing. Rejoicing is, is, is part of your covenant with God. Peace is part of your covenant with God. Yeah. Go to Romans 15, verse 13. This is another boy. I'll tell you, we're going to get some. I, I plan to do some yelling tonight. I don't know about you all. Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. May the God of hope fill you with all joy, peace as you trust him. Boy, I tell you, God wants your life to walk into the overflow 
but it's going to be done as you trust in him. Trust in him. He's going to bring the supply. Trust in him that he's, he, he, he is going to make everything available. He will move heaven for you just to get what you need over to you. He'll do it. He'll do it. Hasn't he not always done it? One thing that's been part of my speech and part of my life, you know, my sweet Sophia, she's going to be getting married soon. And I was, I was, I was laughing because the other day I go, one day we were looking before, you know, we were looking at some money. We're like, okay, well, we're just going to believe them where the money's going to be there. I said, well, the money's always going to be there. It doesn't matter. The money's coming. It don't matter. The money's coming. And guess what? The money's coming. The money's there. And I'm going to tell you something. The more you just keep saying it, the more things keep happening. The more things keep moving. Things don't move unless you keep agreeing with God. And you know what that money showed up for her is showing up for that wedding. You know, the supply is just constantly being shown up in different ways. You're like, bless God. You know, it's amazing. The more you just, it's not amazing. It's, it's, that's what happens when you have a covenant. That's what happens when you can trust God. When you trust him, you believe him and you seek and desire righteousness. In your life, you're just like, hey, I can trust him. I know that he's going to bring a supply. I know he's not going to leave me. He's not going to leave me hanging. He ain't going to leave you hanging. Come on. I like what James chapter 1 verse 2 says in the NIV. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And I like that. You know why I like that? Because it don't matter what trials you face because God's always going to come through. He's always going to come through. Doesn't matter if you're hit resistant. Doesn't matter if several customers said no. Doesn't matter if you went to deal to deal to deal. People to person to person. Everyone said no. There's that one there that's there for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? The right customer, the right place, the right location, the right building, the right time, the money, everything that you need, the workers, the skillful workers, right on time. Right on time, right where, when you're going to build your home, yes. everything's going to be provided right on time. Right on time. Woo! Come on, God is a good God. Oh my goodness, I feel like I'm on, I'm on fire. Come on. Hey! <laughs> Come on, there's a new and living way. Come on. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Come on, I feel like Joel Jefferson, I'm moving on up. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 7 says, but we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Whereas, who, who's that earthen vessel? That's you. Yeah. That's we. We have a treasure in an earthen vessel. right? Yeah. Where is it? It's on the inside. That's right. Ooh, it's, where's that earthen treasure? Get, get your hands. Put them on your chest. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. My treasure is right here. Right. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. See, this power is not of me, That's right. but it's of, of, it's of God. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about the, the dying of the... Remember what we said, we're dead already. Yeah. So we're dead. That the life of our Lord Jesus may be manifested in our body. For we live... For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal bodies. That, bo- that life is being, is being manifested in our mortal bodies. God is showing up in our mortal bodies. The supply is showing up through our mortal bodies because we believe him that he's going to take care of us. He's always taking care of us. Amen. 
Verse 12 of that, if you skip down, it says, so then death worketh in us, but life works in you. In other words, the apostle said, our, our, our sacrifice works death in us, but it works life in you. The word which we preach works life in you. On, we having the same spirit in verse 13 it says, we having the same spirit of faith according as written, I believe, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Woo! God is not interested in your plan outside of his plans. That's right. Come on. Mm. We'll never live supernatural lives considering the circumstances of what we have in the natural. In fact, with him on the inside, those things will have no will have to change. They will they will change if we're going to walk fully with God. They need to change. So when you feel like there's nothing there, yeah. dip into the spirit and make your withdrawal a joy. Draw it up with joy. Yes. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. Ha, 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 ha. That's right. You don't know, how to, you don't know what to feel. You yeah. don't know what to think about this situation. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you get some bad news. I don't know what we're going to do. It don't matter. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, right. I remember they, they just recently, <clears throat> they called Pastor Molina and I to the doctor's office because they want to give Pastor Molina a report. And I looked at her and I said, don't matter what they say. We've, we've, we have been taught by the best. Yeah. We have been taught by the best. We know how to respond in the best. Don't matter. I already looked. I said, don't matter what they're going to say. At first I said, I ain't going to go with you. But I, then I felt the Lord told me I was going to go because I'm not, I'm not going to go because of, um, I'm not in fear. I'm not, I'm not going to be manipulated by the devil out of fear to go. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going. No, it's all right, baby. You can go. I, I was like, don't matter to me. She's, she's, she's going to be fine. I just said, she's, she's going to have a, doesn't matter what they're going to say. And then I like, well, then she called, hey, Marcus, I'm getting ready to go. And then I felt Lord said, Lord says, yeah, go with her. See, just go with her. So we went inside. We pulled up in the car. We went in. We got out. We, got, we went into the doctor's office. And I like, no matter what they say, all I know is God's word is going to trump no matter what. That's right. Don't matter what they say. We're not moved by what they say. That's right. They could give us the worst bill of health, and we wouldn't have been moved either way with it, of it. We had already predetermined. We had already been ministering back. We were talking back, no matter what they say. Mm-mm. I don't care what they say. Right. Nope. Make no different than me. I already made this. I, I, I've already told, told my toes in advance. You shut up. Body, you shut up. There's only one thing that's going to stand is the word of God. That's right. The only thing that's going to stand, no matter what, it could be a good report and we don't care. Yeah. We, we, we said don't, none of these things move us, good or bad. That's right. Well, it seems like the people got over, over, over reactive on the, on the test and said, well, it looks like the people who sent you were just being cautious and wanted me to look at this. So I'm calling you to let you know it's nothing. That's right. It's nothing. Yeah. That's right. It's nothing. And that's how you got to do the devil. That's right. It's nothing. Right. And it's going to stay nothing. That's right. Amen. You have no word in my family. You have that's no, right. nothing to say in that's my family. Right. That's right. That's how you got to treat the devil with no respect. That's right. Don't treat him like, no, you tell him what you feel. I, I, I am the head and not the tail. That's right. God has given me a spirit of faith yeah. and I decreed the joy of the Lord will be my strength. That's right. I'll tell you what, man, I just, I, we just started rejoicing like, that's exactly what I, I, I just felt like, I just felt emboldened. I just felt like we were emboldened. You know what? We're, we're not going to be moved by situations because we've made a determination long ago. We made a determination long ago that we are not going to be moved. That's you right. got to make a determination in your heart. You're not going to be moved yes. by situations. Yes. That's right. Amen. It's so important that you do not get moved by what you have and what you don't have. Yeah. So important. Yeah. 
Let's open our Bibles. I'm going to close with this. John chapter 2, verse 2. This is around Jesus uh, at the wedding feast. Say, God's always taking care of me. He's always taking care of me. If he's always taking care of you, that means he's never going to stop taking care of you. He's always done it. You know, God has always taken care of our kids. Took care of Olivia. Took care of Ethan. Took care of Sophia. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, you know, we have a promise. Me and Pastor Mullen, we have a promise from God that he's going to take care of our kids. That's right. They can run, but they can't hide from Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus following you, kids. The Holy Ghost is following you. I said, sick him, Lord. Sick him. I have one. I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to say his Life is hard without Jesus. Yeah. And I said, Lord, it only, it only gets hard without Jesus. You know, if things start falling apart because you don't got Jesus. That's right. Come on. Cars don't last because you ain't got Jesus. Yeah. Live, like you ain't living with Jesus like you ought to live with Jesus. That's right. That's right. It ain't no mystery why things are falling apart without Jesus. That's right. There's, there's no mystery why life don't work out, work out without Jesus. That's right. Amen. Come on. I don't know why. Everything's just falling apart because you ain't got Jesus involved in any Come of on. it. Amen. You get Jesus involved, your life gets better. That's right. Amen. It only gets better. That's it gets worse without him. Yes, that's right. So quit treating it like it's some optional thing. It ain't an option. Yeah. Yeah. Worshiping Jesus is not an option. That's right. It's not one of the little, uh, should I get the option in this car or that option? No, it's, you, you can't live without this option. That's right. People that's act right. like they can live without worship. You yeah. can't live without worship. That's right. John chapter 2, verse 2, on the third day of the wedding, Jesus' uh, wedding um, took, on the third day of the wedding place of Canaan and Galilee, Jesus' mother was... There and Jesus and his disciples had been invited to the wedding. And when they, had, when the the wine had go, was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, "They have no more wine." Don't you just love mamas? Mamas just don't know how to take an answer, no for an answer, especially if you're Jesus. You know, Jesus couldn't even get a break from his mama. He said, "And and this is the, this is the honesty. You know, he had no. It didn't matter what he wasn't going to get out of it." He goes, "Woman, why do you involve me?" <laughs> Can you imagine calling your mom, woman, why do you involve me? I would have gotten a beat down if I told that to my mama. But hey, he's, Je- he's Jesus, so he can do it. <laughs> my, my hour has not yet come. And his mother said to his servants, you know, Jesus' mom didn't even listen to him. She says, do whatever he tells you. <laughs> Just do whatever he tells you to do. <laughs> don't you just love mamas? They just don't, baby. Just do this. And they go, I don't know how you're going to do it. And you're like, you say, Mama, I said, no, I ain't doing it. And next thing you know, you're out there doing exactly what you told her. No, you weren't going to do. That's how you know you have a good mama. Yep. Uh, John chapter 2, verse 6. There, nearby stood six st- stones of water pots, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing. Very interesting. He didn't just pick any normal. He didn't pick an already used um, water uh, wine vessel. He, he picked one that had not been used. A ceremonial pot that was just used for washing of hands. Think about that. So in other words, there's, this is not just some normal day, by, normal day event. So each holding from about 20 to 30 gallons. That's a, that's a lot of wine. That's a lot of washing. <clears throat> and Jesus said to the servant, fill up the jars with the water. So they filled them up with the brim to the brim. Then Jesus told them, now draw some of out and take it to the master of the banquet. And they did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water, and it had been turned into wine. He did not realize what it had come, where it came from, though the servants who had drawn it out knew. Yeah. 
And when they called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out, now listen, they're, they're correcting these bridegroom. Everyone brings out the choice wine, the first, and then the cheaper wine after the seconds, have, after everyone who's drinking uh, much to drink. But you have saved the best till now? In other words, they were confused. This is a, a symbol of God replacing his old covenant with a new covenant. Taking something where there's nothing, where there's a ceremonial washing of purification, a church that takes a place where it's, I'm going to purify myself and I draw a new wine into that individual. Wow, how powerful is that? That you who were once empty, you who were once lacked, God is able to fill his spirit in you so that you can become a born again, filled the spirit believer, the one that should be, be one of the greatest of miracles that's walking around in the community yeah. so that everyone can taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Oh, and when Jesus did it in Canaanite Galilee, this was the first sign which though he had revealed, he, all his disciples believed. Amen. All his disciples believed. Things began to move yeah. because he decided to listen. To draw out something where there was nothing that was provided. Think Come about on. that. Yeah. Drawing something where there was nothing there. Come on. That's your Jesus. Come on. He's able to make something out of you who are nothing. Yeah. You who don't have a father. You who may not have a mother. You who don't, you may have a rough past. God is able to turn your life around and make it better. Come on. Amen. The question I have for you tonight is will you let him? Will you let the miracle worker touch your life? Let him dip, dip deep into your spirit so that you can receive him, yeah. so that you can, you can experience the new wine, yeah. the new experience of the living God, able to touch and able to reach every fiber of your being. Yeah. Church, I'm telling you right now, wherever you're sitting, wherever you may be, if you let God touch you tonight, yeah. if you let God touch you where you're sitting, you will experience something where there was nothing there before. Maybe you're missing a hand. Maybe you're missing a finger. Maybe you have an eye that doesn't work. God is filling those places. He's filling those areas where there's, where there's indeed lack and inability. He's adding his natural right now to your to, he's acting his super to your natural. So those of you who are sitting at home say, God, I receive your super on my natural. Today, your abundance of love is working in me. It's healing, it's delivering, and it's working out. Pushing out that which does not belong. I'm a child of the covenant. I possess, I own, and I take what's mine. I prosper in everything I touch. Woo! Oh, isn't he a good God? If you've never, if you may be sitting at home, maybe you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Maybe you just 
Just maybe you stop. You don't even know why you stop and watch the service. But you know down deep inside your heart that there's got to be a change. That you want that miracle change of God in your life. Church, you can't. People, you can't live. Don't go another day living without Jesus. He wants to help you. He wants you to make it through. And you can only do it by asking Jesus in your heart. Don't keep scrolling. Stay and watch and receive what God has for you. Right where you're sitting, please repeat after me. Because it's so important that you just not just hear, but you participate in what I'm about to ask you to do. And that's to receive Jesus. And how do we do that? By this simple prayer. Would you pray this with me? And if you do, let us know that you've prayed this with us. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, today I ask Jesus into my heart. I let go of my pain. I let go of the past. Jesus, live in my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. God, Father God, be my God. Be my Father. Lord, Jesus, thank you for what you've done on the cross for me. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. Today I declare I am no longer a part of hell. I belong to Jesus. Jesus, you're my Savior. God, you're my Father. Now, Holy Spirit, live on the inside of me. Speak through me. So that I may speak speak in tongues. tongues. Now, wherever you're at, you can do that. You can just Just start praying. Don't pray from your head. Just let it bubble out of your spirit, man. Just you may start with a couple words, a couple syllables here and there. But that language will change over time. Trust in him. Trust in him. Trust in him. Trust in him. He's bringing you to the other side. Don't you just love him? He's always been so good. He's always been so faithful. When we trust in him, he brings fullness where there was emptiness. that's That's the goodness of your God. Amen. Well, church, I love you. We love you. We know that it's important to be planted in a local church. So be with us this Sunday. If you don't have a church, come on over to the river. We're in Porterville, California. Visit our website. The directions and the address is there. Be a part. Be a part. I know there's some folks out there that'll make mention. I know you live locally that you watch, but it's time to have a relationship, not only with God, but to have a relationship with other believers who care about your spiritual well-being. Amen. Amen. Well, I love you. We love you. We'll see you Sunday. Amen. Amen. Amen.